Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. Bringing you Christmas spirit, sharing tips on how to de-stress during the holidays, and exposing Apple's Tim Cook for the hypocrite that he is. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. My regular time is Saturdays from 3 to 6, but I happily cede the last hour to Toys for Tots. It was so inspiring, really giving me the Christmas spirit. I'm here from 4 to 6 with my trusty producer, Binkley. Hey, Binkley, how you doing? Uh, Season, Binkley. I'm great. <laughs> Are you? See, this is the thing. We're so busy all the time. You're doing all your little getting your clips ready and everything that uh, that we can't really enjoy. And I find this to be particularly true on the Christmas season. But I'm absolutely committed to not uh, falling into that trap this year that I, I really want to make the most of the holiday spirit. I really love uh the charitable attitude, especially around here, all the things WSB does on the radio during uh, the month of December. I just love it. So uh, let's see. So let me, so here's the, I totally want to, we're probably going to go down the rabbit hole and get right back to where we usually are. We haven't had a show in a long time. We've got a massive backlog of stuff. But because I took this news holiday, basically, we haven't been on in a month, uh, and I just have been real busy. We moved into a different house, and I just have not paid attention to the news. And I'm kind of, I don't know, amazed at how how much less I worry about stuff, not being constantly exposed to all the fear-mongering. It's like I... Uh, it's like the consent of the victim if you're an Atlas Shrugged fan. That or that was not Atlas Shrugged. That was uh, Dostoevsky, maybe or Tolstoy. But it's this idea. No, no, that was Atlas Shrugged. Yes, the consent of the victim. Sorry. A toy, a Tolstoy reference. I'm in sorry, the first couple I'm wrong. Of minutes. I was wrong. So <laughs> no, it definitely Atlas Shrugged. The consent of the victim. You have to go along with it. Uh. That by listening to all the propaganda and all the negativity, you really worry about all these things that are totally out of your control. So so now I'm trying to think. And so and I also have the problem of worrying about all the things that are in my control. <laughs> so I'm always stressed out. It's bad for the kids and uh, and my environment. And I just decided I'm not doing it anymore. I'm really not going to do it anymore. I'm going to try to not be so attached to how things turn out. I'm just going to do my best. I really feel like it's in your control to just let it go and be happy during these times when you know your kids are still home and I don't know. So you think this is a fantasy? I can't keep it going. I've been trying. I mean, your effort is admirable and you might as well keep trying. I personally am not happy unless I hear at least two or three snide Don Lemon comments about Russian oh conspiracies gosh. once a day. And weirdly, though, you are not a negative influence. If you're like super negative person, when you send me these bizarre tweets in the middle of the night, I think or quote text, I, I think I would it would get me down. But it doesn't because it's all often so humorous. And I know you have some really humorous 
clips up your sleeve. The line between show. parody and reality is is gone. Yes, 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 it absolutely is. And uh, so, but I really feel like it's, this is, uh, and uh, this season is an opportunity the fir- for the first time I really see how delightful it is to have all the Christmas smells and sights and music and flavors and just to really enjoy. And of course, most of all, to embrace the season for the hopeful renewal that it is. And and actually, I always dovetail. I mean, I can't think of anything without thinking of how much I worry about where the powers that be are taking us. But <clears throat> it's my opinion that the most, and I'm sure I'm wrong, I hate to talk about anything religious from as if I had original insights. I know people spend, people have spent their lifetimes for centuries on Christianity or other religions, but I really feel that Christ's message is about uh, loving, the most important thing, and I guess it's the Good Samaritan story, loving people uh, without regard to them being in your in-group or of your same religion or nationality or any of that. Even my mother takes it so far as like she's never even favoring her own children. Like if somebody did something wrong, got in trouble with the cops or was even getting a divorce. I mean, we're friends with the ex-wives of my brothers more than the my brothers sometimes. No, it's crazy. Like, it's really crazy. Uh, but that's the way that's her her attitude is that you really that I guess Christ's love transcends identity, let's say. So even if you're not Christian, I feel like this season you can embrace that uh, message and bring real loving charity across the board. And I feel like that would totally neutralize the most powerful levers of the powers that be in that they're always looking for divisiveness, for fear. Um, they base it on identity. They they want you to feel like for some reason, some inherent reason, people outside your group uh, can't be trusted, that you need them, this government, the power to intervene on your behalf just because of this inherent difference. And it has to be inherently negative because the government is there to, they justify their existence by saying they're defending you. So I feel like they have to constantly sow divisiveness, although they act like they're doing the opposite. So I, I know how I could make Christmas political in the one minute. <laughs> Yeah, they want us to yeah. fight, and they both say, we're trying to unify you. The other side's trying to divide you when they're both trying to divide us. Yes, absolutely. So I feel like uh, I'm trying to not let that stuff get into my head so much this month, and a lot of times December is a kind of slow news month, so I like that. I want to really take the time to enjoy this and uh and I've, I think I'm doing a good job de-stressing. I feel like I, I want to see if anybody else... I had, a, I had an uncle, my uncle's brother, actually, who in his 50s had a heart attack. And he was the only guy of his generation in my world when I was a kid who did not get way bent out of shape about traffic or crying kids or anything. like. He was just certain nicest guy, super male. He's in his 90s now. He Yesterday was Pearl Harbor Day. He, he and his four brothers 
were celebrated a couple of years ago in D.C. for all having fought in World War II. Wow. Yeah, awesome. and this guy, so he, he got through that heart attack, and I think his his like stress-free lifestyle. And I always wondered in adulthood, I looked back and I thought, how did, how did uncle John do that? And I, and I, and I think he just did it. He's like, it doesn't matter if we're late. It doesn't matter if I have to leave early. It does not matter that much. Like just hug your kids because they're just going to go off to college and you're never going to see them again. It's like, don't scream at them. Hug them. Although they do deserve <laughs> kids can be rather frustrating, but I, I feel like you can, you can do it. And, uh, and, I, and if anybody else has an epiphany like Uncle John and can share, uh, I'm happy to hear it. 1-800-WSB-TALK or 404-872-0750. I'll listen to it. But for me, I feel like just not biting off more than you can chew and, uh, you know, just visualizing how to get through your day and get everything done because that's what gets so stressful. And then at the end of the day, I feel like just uh, enjoy. You know, I have my... Kick back with a cocktail. I do have a craft cocktail hobby. I'm not going to call it a habit. I don't do it during the week. And actually, this is a good time to tease to. I want to uh, give a very simple recipe that can be made with or without alcohol. Uh, later on in the show, it'll be my cocktail, uh, my Christmas cocktail of the year. Now that my blog kind of limps along, I'll have to do it on air. So stay tuned for that. Wow, I'm excited. It's pretty exciting. So that's it. Do you have any any pointers for the for the crowd, Binkley? I think you gave pretty good advice. We just we can only can, can control what we can control, and traffic is often not one of them. Dude, I know. I had a fender bender for the first time in my memory the other day. Oh no! Oh, it was so. It was like I, it was so minor. I didn't even notice it. I clipped a Tesla. I guess the back of a Tesla is kind of hippie so i was going around it and i just i didn't even know i thought it was like the groceries in the back of my car falling over you weren't trying to read the bumper stickers nope i was completely paying attention i just literally had no idea well i guess i'd gone a couple of blocks before the gal flagged me down and by the time she pulled me over she was out of her mind i think she thought i was running away Oh my gosh. And then this was after I had like adopted my new stress-free attitude, <laughs> plus coupled with my experience taking irate calls. I was just like, hey, I'm super sorry. I'll pay for it. Don't worry. And she was just like- She was irate? Oh, irate. So I gave her my information and everything like that. And still, and it was like an insight into human, some people, the way they think. She was really scrutinizing like my address and stuff. And she was saying, <laughs> you don't live near here. You don't know. We have standards and you are, you don't care about other people and how your behavior affects other people. I was like, dude, I haven't had an accident. I can't even remember. I didn't even know what to do. Wow. She's like, well, you call insurance. I was like, I didn't even know that. It's like she presumed you were a Trump supporter because you... Oh my gosh. Could you imagine if I had had any kind of... Even a libertarian thing, people get super threatened by that but they want it well, they want it that's a good point that you want to project it's like the stuff you bring me the clips you bring me of um the michael moore stuff where he's like they're they're evil lying racists are all trump support like like there's two <laughs> like half the people are completely evil and half the people are good yet everybody seems to go to work and get things done and you know to me that's a sign of goodness not you know of construction not destruction 
Uh, and for the amount of evil people they claim is out there, I would say we're far below the amount of crime we should be seeing. Oh, that's a good point. That is a really good point. So anyway, that's my uh, entree into uh, the Christmas season. But of course, this show would not be the show if we didn't have some uh, some shocking audio from Binkley coming up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We're back, and we are in the Christmas spirit, although we are going to get up to our old tricks at the bottom of the hour. But uh, we were just talking about holiday stress and not freaking out too much, and I had a Galaxy Quest moment for the sci-fi fans out there. I don't know if everybody knows what that is. When um, Alan Rickman died, I was like, oh, Dr. Lazarus. And Binkley was like, you mean Hans Gruber? So Dr. Lazarus is the Galaxy Quest guy, but if you watch that show, that movie... There's a kid, he's saving the world. Uh, he's trying to walk the Galaxy Quest crew through how to use the Omega-13 and, and save the universe. And he's doing it on his computer, but his mom doesn't know that. And she's like, hey, you have to take out the garbage. She comes and knocks on the door like five times. Finally, he has to stop saving the universe and run and take out the garbage. So I'm not exactly saving the universe, but I just am getting these calls from the really great guy who's hanging that i can never i try to do the christmas lights myself my husband tries we don't so this year somebody's doing it for us but he keeps calling me i'm like i'm i'm on the radio live right now can't my husband help you my husband's like i'm picking out the christmas tree tell him to come back later so anyway i've got that uh trying to not get stressed out over the holidays at all and are you guys going all out with the lights i just like the icicle types that fall down you know, they look like uh, icicles, and I just can't seem to... You need to put a lot of little nails in the rafters and stuff, and I just I can't deal with it at all. And I'm dangerous on a ladder. I want to do these things, but I really... <laughs> I don't have the balance for you it. You don't want to end up like Clark Gr- Griswold hanging on the gutter. <laughs> right. Where was that thing you were telling me about? The uh, I can't remember where it was, but somebody... someone set up a decoration yeah. where they put a fake person hanging on the on the gutter like it was a Clark Griswold decoration and people freaked out because they thought it was a real person. They're trying to help. They're calling the cops. They, the cops must have told them to take it down because people will freak out. Yeah. But I love that stuff. The holidays are so fun and I'm super excited to for the first time really try not to stress out and just enjoy. And I think we're going to have some fun with this show. We've got this uh, Tim Cook got an award for being like the the uh, the most moral tech leader in the world or whatever. And the hypocrisy he is spewing, we can actually point by point uh, call him out on uh, what BS he is spewing as he accepts this reward award. So let's let's get to that. It's pretty amusing. And uh, more, more of that kind of stuff after the break. 800-WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. Live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. Monica Perez. I'm not interested in fantasies. I'm interested in reality. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Brendan, honey. Garbage. Mother, I'm quite busy. Come on, Brandon. Don't make me ask you again. Now, just ten more minutes, okay, Ma? I promise.
Hello? Got him. Listen to me. This is Jason Nesmith. I play Commander Peter Quincy Taggart of NSEA Protector. We accidentally traded boxes the other day when we bumped into each other. Oh. Oh, Commander, I see. Okay. What's your name, son? Brandon? Brandon, I remember you from the convention, right? You asked all those little technical questions about the ship, and I was a little short with you. Yes, yes, I, I know, Commander, and uh, I actually want to... Just wanted to tell you that I, I thought a lot about what you said. It's okay, now listen. But, but, I want you to know that I'm not a complete brain case, okay? <laughs> I understand completely that it's just a TV show. Just, oh, hold on. I know there's no brain. Wait a minute. Stop, stop for a second. Stop. Wait. No ship. It's all real. Oh my god, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for finding that Galaxy Quest. Please, we need that for a drop. It's all real. It's all real. So, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. But we'll, we'll save that whole thing for another time. But what I really want to hear about is, uh, Binkley, you brought to me, my producer Binkley's here, of course, as always, you brought to me a, uh, a speech that Apple's Tim Cook made recently at the... What was tell me tell me the setting here? This is the Anti-Defamation League's annual summit. It's called Never Is Now and it's a summit on anti-Semitism and hate. And at the summit, Tim Cook was going to be receiving the Courage Against Hate Award. Okay. So, I listened to this because you sent it to me or um told me about it and I was really blown away by it reminded me of the south park episode with the cloud of smug <laughs> <laughs> the guy was i think that was like created by george clooney's speech in the show but this i mean this guy was for sure creating a serious cloud of smug he was uh he was he sounded like he reminded me of like an a, a high priest, like an archbishop or something, delivering a really dry sermon. And at the same time, he really was pontificating and moralizing. But as I heard what he was actually saying, like what gave him the moral high ground, uh, and also when he was presented the award, the presenter, the head of the ADL, I guess at this time, uh, what they were saying is completely contrary to what they're actually doing and why. I mean, it's it's shocking, the hypocrisy and the damage that they're doing or that Tim Cook is doing with his censorship. So I want to play his clips, tease out the, uh, you know, prove him wrong that he's not sincere because of the hypocrisy. But I, then I also want to give the libertarian view, my view as a libertarian, on if these platforms should or should not censor and how to deal with that. So we've got a lot to bite off, but let's start with the clips. Uh, let's start with the, the, the presenter. What That first clip, clip one. All right. Apple was the first company to remove Alex Jones's hateful, anti-government conspiratorial rants from their platform. Thank you. 
And other tech companies, as we know, followed their lead. So there are a couple of things right there that, I mean, right out of the gate makes me crazy. This, this idea that for him to say anti-government as a reason to censor Alex Jones's material is in itself that to me, if you look at the First Amendment, the left completely overreads the First Amendment and has overapplied it, in my opinion, to the point where they won't uh, that that why you see campaigners and panhandlers and that kind of thing outside the publics or wherever. It's because they they I think a Supreme Court case held that if you are going to use the police to protect your property, which you pay property taxes for and other taxes for as a private entity and you're open to the public, you have to uh, allow free speech. You cannot restrict free speech on your property. So I actually don't think that's right. I think free speech is really about not allowing the government to censor free speech when it criticizes for the purpose of criticizing the government. Like, that's why you have to protect it. If you look at the Bill of Rights, it's all about how to restrain government from putting up barriers to your controlling it. So it's a way for us to limit the government. The government feels like the Constitution makes it self-limiting, but it's really just being limited by our ability to exercise those rights and privileges that are laid out in the Bill of Rights. We can prevent them from persecuting us for political reasons, from keeping us from criticizing them. That's really what the First Amendment is about. And I would even say that Tim Cook and Apple and big tech doesn't have an obligation to protect free speech because it's not a governmental entity, but I actually consider big tech to be at the core governmental because along the way I, I did a podcast with Corey, um, a listener and a, a guy who knows some stuff, about, some about quite a bit about tech that it's really the sister of the defense industry. Anyway, if you look at the internet, it came from DARPA. If you look at big tech, uh, all along through like Google, uh, there's a big expose about how Google was, uh, helped up by the government and many other big tech actors, people, companies are given access, given a helping hand, giving financing through the CIA's tech uh, investment arm in QTEL. They're given all of these uh, ways to dominate their niche in the industry to the point where littler guys who maybe would offer people free speech protection. I guess Gab is a good a good example. A Gab AI is a good example of some of a company that's trying to struggle against Twitter, but but because it doesn't have the 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 size scope or whatever it is that gives Twitter an advantage, if that advantage came from government uh, technology or connections or protection, then you have uh, an advantage that that the cooperators with government have over the people who would resist. So you have to look at big tech. I think you have to dig in and decide whether you think it even is truly private. But even if you think it is truly private, all the other private property in the world, in the country, has to comply with this broader reading of the First Amendment. So 
I don't want to fall on my sword for uh, Twitter's right to censor or Apple's right to censor when I don't I don't get that right. I, I object to that right overall. I don't get that right in any other arena to prevent, to protect the private property rights of publics to keep campaigners and panhandlers away. Why should libertarian viewpoints on Twitter uh, be the one that's like, well, they can silence us because I'm going to die by the sword or whatever. So this is the anti-government speech is the one kind of speech that should always be protected if you're going to protect speech on any kind of private platform. Uh, So he's giving this award to Tim Cook because of Tim Cook's heroic censorship so let's just hear clip two and then we'll uh then we'll dissect that a little bit Kat. Mm-hmm. this is tim Cook. we only have one message for those who seek to push hate division and violence you have no place on our platforms All right, they definitely do, and we're going to show that. But play clip three, because he talks exactly about the Alex Jones, I think. And as we showed this year, we won't give a platform to violent conspiracy theorists on the App Store. (laughs) Why? Because it's the right thing to do. I mean, the right thing, if you, so what I did after I heard this speech is I immediately Googled most offensive song lyrics. So I just wanted to see if if the songs that had the most offensive lyrics were on iTunes. And they are. Every single one of those artists is still on iTunes and most of the songs, if not all of the songs. So there's no way this guy is taking some moral high ground against hate and division and violence because some of these songs are about uh, domestic abuse, rape, um, home invasion. It's just, it's, and, and the list goes on of the things this stuff is about. But the, but this idea of violent conspiracy theorists being the number one, um, threat to the world, you know, that they, they're not really meaning it from a position of good faith because the first guy, Greenblatt kind of gave it away. This idea that it's the anti-government rants that they're afraid of. Mm Mm-hmm. So who well, are some they protecting? Of them. Some of them? Because the, the Antifa podcast titled Burning Cop Car and the thumbnail image, which is a police car on fire, is still on iTunes. And that's very anti-government. Well, that remi- that makes me... I always think those kind of organizations are actually plants, agents provocateur for whatever purpose these guys are also serving. So let's... Let's talk about that. Maybe yeah, people yeah. don't understand what you're talking about. Let's okay, yeah. take a break, and then we'll talk about that Antifa thing. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. We are back. So we've been talking about... Tim Cook getting an award, Courage Against Hate, I think it was called, from the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League. And and he's they're applauding him for his censorship, starting with how he led the charge against Alex Jones. Now, I got caught up in that, in that uh, purge, and I have 
absolutely nothing hateful to say about anybody. And they completely took down my blog, so you won't know that. And what I actually did... Wait, what do you got, Binkley? I read an article about deplatforming, and it talked about how while they do focus, they get somebody like Alex Jones that talked about how it's so much easier to deplatform people that don't have power, which is such an oppressive thing to say. Yes, and I'll tell you the reason that a lot of the listeners right now don't hear it, uh, don't know anything about what I'm talking about, even though the purge was massive, is that almost every other person I've heard who got purged has a, a purely online presence. So I've actually had YouTube videos removed that, I said the same stuff or were actually WSB shows. So I, you know, once you're in uh, on the internet only and they take it down, you can't prove your innocence. But I know that what I say is totally fine for FCC airwaves. They just don't like the content. And people won't talk about it because once they're taken down, if they rebuild, which is a big pain, they don't want to risk getting taken down again by saying those catchphrases that get you taken down. So I'm not for the censorship at all. Not at all. But I find the hypocrisy shows that they're not really about morality. They're about censoring political speech. Right. And I don't think it's just, just the right they're censoring. I think what they focus on censoring are people who ask questions, who question the mainstream narrative. I think that's the criteria. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really on the right. I'm a libertarian. Like, right. I'm beyond. I, I don't. I don't espouse right. But there was. Maybe we'll talk about this. Uh, the hotel room effect. So all they do. I think they cut out. I think that uh, a lot of the political speech they cut out is on the right. I don't think, like you were saying, Antifa, which is a far left, anti-government, violent organization, is still on iTunes. So yeah, their thumbnail is a, a cop car on fire. And, right. and you know, the ADL's given Apple uh, the Courage Against Hate Award. Right. So and we can talk about more about that after the break. But they also uh, you take all the outliers on the right, all the people on the right who have this speech you don't like, and they all go to Gab. So then it looks like Gab is like this hotbed of right wing uh, extremism, but it's really not. They forced only on the right the political views, not even extremist views. Anyway, I don't know what my out time is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say, be back in a few minutes with uh, more of the thing, the truth about what Tim Cook and Apple are up to. This is Monica Perez.